0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola.
1: All right, welcome. Uh, every time I hear this, I, I just want to do like, all right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Friday. Although we should, I should cancel it. Well, we're not going to be one more time. We could do this. We could can cancel this song for a Christmas song. Um hey for Holiday Lights, Trigoski, back up. You gonna you gonna head to, have you head headed down there yet? Headed down there? Not yet, but it was fantastic coming in the studio
2: just now to see the line of cars and to see all of the people gathering to go to Rotary Lights. Just hats off to the Rotary Lights organizers and the volunteers who were able to get things back up and running today. It's just fantastic to see everyone gathering downtown for Rotary Lights today after just the disastrous situation that occurred this
1: week. That's UW be lacrosse political science professor. Dr. Anthony Tregaski. What's interesting about that Tregaski? I think what happened is, Rotary, the, 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 this is my conspiracy theory. Rotary Lights wasn't getting enough donations, wasn't getting enough food uh, dropped off, so they intentionally destroyed everything to get public, to get the, to gain, you know, some public sentiment. Uh, Get the media out there talking about it, and now now it'll be more popular than ever.
2: As long as Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg are somehow involved in this conspiracy theory, I'm (laughs) buying into it completely.
1: Zuckerberg and Pat Stevens, with uh, the Rotary president out there, like pulling tent poles down so that these uh, the igloos and whatnot would fall over. Just kidding. I, I don't know if I do, do. I have to tell people I'm kidding there. I don't, yeah, know, sometimes. Just
2: get, don't sue us.
1: Just did, kidding. If I wrote that, it, I would have to hit pounds, uh hashtag sarcasm, uh, six Oh eight, seven, eight, five, seven, nine, one, four, six Oh eight, seven, eight, five, seven, nine, one, four. I'll go slower. So people can call in if you got questions. There's, there's kind of a, a, a lot going on. And, and then like, well, there's always a lot going on, right? Like we have too much access to all the news sources where we can't, uh, can't keep up. It's it's like okay. Do you wanna do we want to pay attention with what's going on in the city? The DOT has trashed. The North South Corridor plan, which was you know always just gaining millions of dollars every year. Hey, it's going to be a hundred million dollars. It's going to be a hundred forty million dollars. And then if you reach outside the city, um, we finally know who Carol is in the Michael Gableman uh, election investigation. <laughs> and she's leaving the, the mystery Carol. And then she once we discover who she is, she's out. And then if you want to go beyond that in Washington. Uh, we've passed the defense bill. I wrote a I wrote a little story about that. It's really hard to find out how who voted for what when we pass a 768 billion dollar I think 68 billion dollar defense bill, a Pentagon budget, if you will. Uh, you can't just go. We need a just when this stuff passes. We just need a list of yays and nays and all the names. There is nowhere to be found. I tried to go on like Congress.gov it's it's un- impossible to find that there needs to be more transparency
2: about how our representatives vote on things but oftentimes rick things get packaged together as we've talked about a lot into the omnibus bill and then people will say well i would have supported the bill had it not included x y and z or i include i supported x y and z but i didn't support this other part of the bill so it's hard to figure out where exactly people stand on issues because you have all of these things packaged together so often into single bills like build back better like the defense bill and so that makes it really hard to hold representatives accountable when you don't have votes on individual policies, but you have votes on these massive policy items, these massive bills that just include a million different things packaged together.
1: We never hear about politicians. Uh, Ron Johnson voted for this bill. He yeah. put out a little statement, but he never said how we're going to pay for it. How are we going to pay for the $768 billion? It's one year, 768. We increase this thing by $25 billion for no reason. Well, I mean, there was a reason, but there's, we, we did. Do we have to increase it? We're, we're talking about how we're going to pay for social infrastructure bills. We're talking about how we're going to pay for the regular infrastructure bills. Uh, we probably should figure it out because we got to be able to drive over bridges and on roads and all that. Um, but we never talk the, the the military budget. No, and then all the statements are for the troops, and that's great. Yeah, for the troops. But I think a lot of that stuff is bloated out of control
2: well there's the for the troops part about it where it might reflect poorly on you as a member of Congress if you vote against the defense budget like they abandoned the troops yeah. they left the troops hanging and then there's the part about it where everyone benefits from defense spending there's a component to a missile made in a certain district there's a certain weapon made in another district there's a military base in this district yeah, like over green there.
1: green base you know pumping out naval ships right yeah. I mean in in the green bay area but this thing passed Everyone the senate gets a cut
2: of the action
1: this thing passed the senate 89 to 10 it passed the house last week 363 to 70 and it's where democrats and republicans can come together and give 768 billion dollars in one year to the to the military i know it's not like something but uh what was interesting too is so i can't find who voted for where i tried to find that stuff so I just started searching statements mm-hmm. and I found Ron Kine's statement. He's just got a you know, a little bit of a statement and then support the troops. Ron Johnson has just one paragraph, uh, Amy Klobuchar and, uh, Tina Smith, the, the senators in Minnesota, they have a joint statement on some, just one thing that's part of this huge omnibus um, the bus bill. And then, um, who else, who else did we got? Oh, who's our other Senator here? The best one, the best one. Um, the senator here, Tammy Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Tammy Baldwin's got a statement, and then she has a whole page of bullet points on what uh, is being spent where. And it was like, wow, that's actually what we should be doing, is, is putting out all this stuff. Uh, when we're, we're talking about uh, the social infrastructure plan, what is it doing? Child tax credit, um, uh, paid, paid, paid leave for, right. for four, paid family four leave. Four weeks is the last I heard. Yeah, stuff like that. So we're seeing what's in that, but we never see what's in the, the military budget. And-
2: yeah, it's really mysterious what's in these bills sometimes. And that's on purpose. Uh, that's on purpose so that these bills do not attract maybe the level of scrutiny that they ought to. Because if you have a bill that gets passed with, a, with not much scrutiny... The next question to ask is, well, why wasn't this bill scrutinized? Why didn't this bill get a lot of attention in terms of the details, in terms of the specific items in this bill? When a bill kind of sails through without much debate and you're talking about this kind of money, the question to ask is, well, why wasn't there a lot of public attention? Why wasn't there a lot
1: of scrutinizing of this bill? So when you go to a, if you're on a desktop and you want to find something in a paragraph, like a lot of times I just want to find the the, the money, how much it costs. So I'll just do control F dollar sign. And it shows me the dollar signs, right? If I go to the co- the congressional defense budget bill and I, and not, not that I want to find dollar signs, but look at how long this thing is. I'm scrolling. It doesn't, it, the computer can't even keep up with how long this thing is. And then if I go control Find to find something, it just—it at it takes forever. It takes like a couple seconds <laughs> yeah, for it to go. The defense bill
2: is so long it breaks the computer. It
1: does. It really breaks the computer, and this is why we we don't ever talk about it because it's it's just meh. The military budget we pass it every year. And uh, Rick, no maybe the
2: military budget should be this large, but there should at least be public debate about that. <laughs> right. There should at least be some kind of public discourse and public discussion about that instead of the bill just kind of sailing through congress oh ho hum you know we're spending almost a trillion dollars on this oh whatever you know let's just do it and move on there should be public debate about this
1: yeah we we t- the the social social infrastructure bill is 2 trillion dollars now we've we've sure. hacked it down from 4 to 2 trillion yeah we never talk about it's over a decade so first of all it's 2 trillion over a decade and then on the flip side However much, like well, how much attention has that thing got? Like oh, every, enormous day. It's, it's attention. 20, every day, it's probably twenty. It's probably half of uh, the cable news talk shows yeah. a day, right? And then the other half is January sixth. But then this defense budget bill is a, a seven hundred, so nearly a trillion dollars. I love how we move the decimal point on billions, okay. and it's only for one year. So it's only for one year. The other thing that's funny is if you go to go to some of these Congress people's pages to find. So I googled Ron Kine's statement. Statement is it on his press release page. So the statement, if you find it, but it's hidden. It's not on the, so if you go to news, Jim Hagedorn, it's not on his page. Um, and then I don't know, I can't remember. It's just, uh, and then Amy Klobuchar and, and Tina Smith, they don't even have it on their website anywhere. So it's always, a, it's a, It's also a little bit hidden. So it's, it's nefarious, I feel like, and it should be talked about. Like the fact that we're not even posting our basic, statements on a thing that costs a trillion dollars a year
2: rick that was my last lesson of the semester in my intro to american government course where we talked about foreign policy and i showed them the amount of money that the united states spends on national defense compared to other countries no spin no opinion on my part just showing them the straight-up dollar figures of the u.s compared to other countries
1: and the students jaws dropped when they looked at how we compared to the rest of the world yeah and i i've 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 talked about that with some people, and then the the argument is, well, can we really trust what the rest of the world says they're spending on defense? Where maybe we have to trust what we're because it's all open records here. We can definitely sure. you can find it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, we got to take a break. Brad, doing the news. We'll be back. We While the Bell all right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. Mary Holiday Lights, back on at Rotary Lights, downtown Lacrosse, Riverside Park. Come in from the north. I always got to think about it. Right. Come in from the north down 2nd Street if you're going to go to the Holiday Lights. Or just come downtown and park in the ramp. It's free. And uh, walk through. Way both, better to walk both
2: through. Both were popular options as i was coming in there was a steady stream of cars going through and quite a few people in the ramps getting ready to walk through the rotary lights
1: that's ew Cross political science professor dr anthony chagoski do you mumble under your breath when pedestrians want to cross though because you're trying to get somewhere you're like because uh, because someone ahead of you is waiting for the pedestrian to cross well, i don't do that ever yeah <laughs> no you would never do something like that uh eric from Sparta is calling in let's get eric on here uh, he's been waiting patiently eric go ahead you're on the air
0: Yes, I was in the United States Army from nineteen seventy one to seventy three and after my basic training a i t advanced individual training, they sent me to Germany because Nixon said for the detonization of the war. I got there there for sixteen months when everybody's getting ready to get, get returned back to the states what what a common thing he said i'm getting sharp what it is i'm getting sharp i can't wait to get back to the world and by that they meant the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've never been in a military, when I was over there, as a tactical nuclear unit. And they Germans hated our guts. It's only 25 years, roughly, after the Second World War, they hated us. Everybody says, "I can't wait to get back to the world," mm-hmm. meaning the United States. And uh, you worry, you think they spending too much in the military? What do you, what do you think about China? China owns Volvo, well, Stock and Brother, made in uh, Sweden, but they're still owned by the. Chinese communist government. They buy this stuff, all of that, and you think our national defense isn't worth anything? You you live an easy life, liberal, easy life, but you have no idea what the price of freedom costs. That is our national defense. So get off of your, you hate military crap. One more thing. Downtown rebranding, re-branding begins. Like a phoenix. This building kind of
1: was out of the chaos of COVID, like in a pandemic. Uh, okay. Um. All right. Well, Eric, thanks for your service. Uh, it sounds like it was wasn't great over in Germany. Didn't sound like a you know if you're hated over there. I mean, that is interesting to be over in Germany, not very long after World War II. You never you never really think about those aspects of you know like this thing really kind of just happened. You know, like you think twenty years, twenty five years ago, or, or whatever. Um. I don't I, I have no idea if the defense budget should be cut or not, but
2: I guess what's just striking about it is the lack of a public debate about defense
1: spending. Right. I mean, and he, he you talked about it I think the the number floats a little bit different, but the United States spends you know well seven hundred sixty eight trillion dollars on defense. and I don't want to hang on this for any more, much longer, but and then you talked about with your class, the next seven to eleven countries combined equal that of the United States. Right. So there's the comparison. I mean, And whether whether we could say for a fact that these countries are spending this much on defense, you know, maybe they're lying. I don't know. I don't right. know how we... Those numbers are always interesting because it's like, well, how do we know how much China is spending on defense? Do we really actually know? How would we know that? And Eric is making an assumption, by the way, and I just want to
2: point this out, that the amount of national defense spending equals America's amount of influence in the world. And I don't know that that's true, that gaining influence in the world is accomplished through spending as much as possible on national defense. It, maybe there is some truth to that, but that's just an assumption that is worth, I guess, you know, interrogating a bit. Do we achieve greater influence in the world by spending more on national defense? I honestly don't know, but it's a question that's worth asking, I think.
1: And here's the other thing, too. When, when all our congresspeople here in the area, senators in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and then both congresspeople in Minnesota and Wisconsin right here, vote for this thing, it's overwhelmingly passed. Eric's point. Eric's, you know, I hate the military, therefore, because I'm talking about this. You're the a, military hater, not me. Is, right. <laughs> is exactly why this thing just passes with flying colors every, every year without debate, because God forbid we talk about, hey, maybe we should scrutinize $768 billion a year, even though, A, I support the troops— because they volunteered to be in the army, and they should get everything that they want. Eric complains sometimes about um, healthcare. His, you know, going to the VA, and it's hard for him to get in there. I don't know if it's true or not, but they, you know, the benefits that military p- people get are probably skewed a little bit. There's probably some places where it could be a lot better. Probably some places where it's pretty good. Um, so the troop aspect of this is fine, but it's the whole. You just want to get into the military industrial complex, and then and then you know that's where we should scrutinize. Anyway. Let's move on to something easier. School threats in America. TikTok. Let's just do that. Let's talk. We we do need to talk about this because in the area, we've had six. Uh, sc- well, f- I will say four school threats in the area. And the two were kind of hoaxes. And now today there's been and it's, we're done with this now, I, I believe. And nothing really happened to it. But this this hype about a TikTok challenge. So TikTok's like a, a fate as, as a. As a social media app, it's like Facebook, Snapchat, any of these other things in, in one way or the other. It's a video app. Essentially, you make videos. And the challenge was somehow I don't understand. There's a video out there. I didn't see. Did you, did you ever see a video of what it was or does it get shut down pretty easily? I bet it got shut
2: down pretty easily. But, Rick, the thing is, teenagers and the people who are high school age, they love TikTok. This is the new big thing. They're not using Facebook. They're not using other platforms. They're using platforms like Snapchat and TikTok. And so the challenge is to keep up with those platforms, to understand them, and to monitor what is being posted on them. But... It's so hard to do because these platforms are still relatively new and developing, and you know people our age don't really understand how
1: they work. Well, what's interesting, so the the, the quote unquote, and I'm, I guarantee no children are listening to the show. But this is the problem here: is we talk, we talk. The media blows this thing. I don't know if it's out of proportion, but blows this thing up. I shouldn't say blows this thing up, should I? Uh, the media makes a big deal out of this thing. And therefore, it gets more attention, maybe more attention than it should, because it's a national story. It's front page on the AP. It's front page a lot of places. Uh, A lot of school districts in this area are, are like, sending uh, notes to parents, emails to parents saying, hey, just so you know, we're monitoring this. It doesn't look like it originated from here. The TikTok challenge was essentially to make a school threat a bomb threat towards schools somehow, your school. And what kids could do that? And if all the kids did it, it would be pandemonium, right? Um, haven't heard anything yet, but the schools are pretty tight-lipped about uh, whether or not they want to tell the public this stuff either. They'll send notes to parents. I, we have to depend on parents sending notes to us. It's an enormous dilemma because you don't want to inspire
2: copycats. You don't want to give people attention for this kind of behavior. On the other hand, you have to be transparent- to some extent, with the public, if there's serious threats being made, if there is concerning rhetoric out there, you have to be somewhat transparent with the public and be somewhat willing to inform the public about what's going on. It's threading a needle, Rick. And there are no easy answers here. You have to find a way to make sure that the public knows what's going on, make sure parents know what's going on, while also not encouraging this behavior. And I don't really know how you do that all the time.
1: Yeah, it almost takes like a a parent's probably sitting their kid down sometime this week while they so oh, there's news stories. Hey, this thing is happening. It's supposedly going to be on Fridays when the challenge is supposed to take part. Hey, take part in this challenge on Friday where you make a school threat. Uh, you know, during the week, parents sit their kid down. Hey, don't do this. Tell me if anyone else is going to do this. Tell your, you know, your, your superintendent, your principal, your teacher, if you hear about this because it's not cool and it's going to lead to big consequences. Um, the other thing too it's hard to shut this stuff down. TikTok oh, could t- yeah. t- t- the overseer of TikTok, I don't know if he's that guy in the matrix, right? That one guy that I sits mean, he in the probably room. Probably is. With all the TVs, they can shut down the 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 video at one point but Kids just screenshot this and stuff, the save the, the video. Bag. And yep. once it goes, it goes. I mean, if you want to see any video of about anything, even if it's you know, it's banned on Twitter, well you you can go find it somewhere else. It's not gonna be hard to do.
2: And Rick, you had that fascinating story about how in a matter of minutes the threat yeah, posted we'll, on Snapchat spread. Yeah,
1: and we'll talk about that in a minute. I got a break for news and Scott's comment coming up. We'll be back. So when I went over to the rotary lights yesterday to just assess the damage right. as after the fact they they had it pretty pretty well fixed up by the end of the day the reindeer were in there they were in their cage. I, and i forgot to ask uh if they if they grabbed the reindeer the night before and put them in you know some kind of you know yeah because there's there's two there's two deer out there i don't exactly feel great for them but uh they're sitting in a fenced area and uh i feel like, they probably weren't out there during the Wednesday night storm. but I hope not. It would seem, it would seem a little crazy if you just left them out there. Because, you know, they should fly away, honestly. <laughs> because they would blow away, I think. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talking Text Live. So we were talking about these the, the TikTok school threat that was set for today. I haven't heard anything from schools or police. The only public comment I've gotten from any um entity of you know school or police is winona police actually posted on their facebook page hey talk to your kids this is coming up it doesn't appear to be a thing that originated because if it originated at winona school then it would be more of a threat because a kid actually and that's what we've seen in lacrosse and logan and holman and on alaska's middle schools but lacrosse and logan high school had this thing so when tiktok wants to shut down a school threat it's not going to be able to happen because right when the video, right when a video comes out, people are screenshotting it, saving the video, reposting the video, sharing the video, and that's what we, we were talking about this before the break. That's what happened at Logan High School. I think a couple of students, they got you see them. So the 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 police report reads that you're they're in. there the police can watch the video of the lunchroom, and they're watching the two kids in the in the lunchroom, uh, talking and laughing, and all of a sudden you know they're showing each other their phones and they're laughing and one is out lying, lying on the table kicking its like their legs up and and laughing about something right we don't know what but if you look at when the TikTok, when the snapchat video about a uh, killing teachers i think it was killing teachers and students when you look at when it originated and when these kids started laughing and showing each other their phones you can kind of put two and two together and then you can kind of go back eventually you can just figure it out where it came from but then they uh then then all of a sudden you see it 4 or 5 minutes later different students students are coming up showing each other their phones and it's like all it's of a sudden the whole all of a sudden the whole lunchroom is is probably showing each other phones and then all and then the principal's got word and then the school resource officer has got word and and then and, you know it goes from Logan and it probably just it spreads out through the community because parents are calling uh you know probably kids are telling their parent texting their parents hey check this thing out I saw on Snapchat it's about shooting up Logan High School And, uh, you know, then I think uh, the police got 100 calls and I think the principal got about 50 calls, something like that uh, just explode. So there's no way to contain these things once they're out. there.
2: And the problem is, Rick, that the platforms really cannot be controlled, because as we've talked about, Snapchat and TikTok are platforms where if you post something, it's pretty much out there for good. If you post something, there's really no unringing the bell on these platforms because people can screenshot them.
1: People can save the deleted messages. You can ban Donald Trump from Twitter and Facebook, but he can always use his presidential email to send everybody. And then you screenshot that and then you post that on Facebook and Twitter. There's, you know, so there's no getting away from this.
2: It's a really difficult situation because you have to strategize for dealing with these threats where you can't really stop them from happening necessarily just based on the way that the platform is constructed. I thought the Winona police hit the right tone talking about how you have to have conversations with your kids about this. It didn't originate in Winona, but we just want to let people know about this. Yeah, It was absolutely the right tone.
1: And, and talked about consequences. Cause I think what, what, a lot of this stuff, and I don't know if there's, I don't know if the thing happened, a school threat happens in on Alaska. And then kids at Logan see that. Look at how much attention – This kid got, and and not in the, I don't think the news meet, I don't think kids are looking at like the news, maybe, maybe they're reading the newspaper and going to wisdom news and going to the TV station news. We all have the story, but they probably amongst their
2: Snapchat, Twitter, and the wisdom news app, that's that's what's on the students' phones
1: (laughs) amongst their friends though. This (laughs) thing blows up and Logan kids are seeing on Alaska, Snapchats and vice for in central and and this stuff blows up among, and then, you know, does one kid go, wow. That kid in Onalaska got this much attention from making a school threat, maybe I should do. I don't know if that's how that works. In my head I'm thinking like that's probably a pretty probable possibility is they want because this kid has some kind of attention issue and he want- or mental issue. Some, something's going on, and he wants attention. Essentially, when you think about how students are networked and how these social
2: networks connect people, it's not at all unreasonable to believe that there are people in at Logan who are following students in on Alaska, uh, people at Central who are following students at both of those places, and so the ideas and the trends from either uh, from any school could spread to the others quite easily.
1: It's Omicron, right? Or Omicron? Omic- how do you? Omicron. omicron it's the Omicron, omicron. virus what Omicron uh, once it uh, it's like the omicron w- variant once it gets once one kid gets the Snapchat at Logan, he puts it in his story and all his Logan friends then see it and, and then, then it's over It's and then, out there yeah so and then one one central kid is friends with a Logan kid. he sees the threat. He posted it in his story, and then all the central kids. And get this it.
2: could all happen in a matter of minutes.
1: Yes, it's the Delta Omicron variant. It's a virus. It's essentially a virus. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna go to the phones. I don't know. I've I've just I've been avoiding the the virus talk lately. Can we just all agree that social media sucks? It's just <laughs> no, generally it's, terrible. It's for the society. downfall of society. Yeah. That and you know being able to stream TV at your will and uh, that and, as and, well. That <laughs> as well. Like we're all just in. <laughs> How many times are you glued to your phone, looking at social media while watching a TV show on Netflix that has no commercials that'll never get rid of your attention? But you're not even paying attention to the show because you're—it's like this combo of I gotta watch two screens at once, man. Sometimes I'm like, I gotta throw my phone away so I can watch the TV, and I'm just like, what? What are we doing? What like, kind of which world? rectangle screen will I watch? Yeah, at this time, <laughs> unreal. Uh, Kent's calling in. Kent uh, calling in from the defunct Bar- Burger King on the north side. Go ahead, Kent.
3: Yeah, Mayor Kent from the Northside calling, you know, talking about these crazy kids in school with all their unvile threats and stuff. But you got to remember, a lot of these kids sit in their rooms and play gun games all night. So you don't know if it's a real threat or not. You know?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I a just, lot of these are, are calls for attention. That's what I was saying is that they're not actually, get, like, going to do the thing, but they are calling out for attention and in the you know like I mean I'm not I'm not trying to compare kids and dogs but your dog chews up your couch because your dog is, is wants to go play wants your attention it thinks hey I'm going to chew up your couch and then you're going to give me attention I love it even though you're pissed and yelling at the dog uh, kids in some way I think are are you know what if I'm gonna I'm gonna do a school you know put something out on social media about a school threat and look how much attention I'm getting hey I'm cr- I'm crying out for help.
3: Exactly, but it only takes that one crazy kid with them weird looking eyes you see on TV after the school shooting. That oh my, you know it could never happen in lacrosse. You know, I, I it just makes me crazy, and I don't have all that social media on my phone. I have a flip phone from like two thousand one, but I I just see this stuff in schools, and then you know take the police liaison officer out of the school and. We don't need these police in the school. They're racist. Well, you know what? Might not be a bad idea to keep a cop in the school nowadays, guys.
1: Yeah, and Lacrosse hasn't eliminated police in schools. There's, I believe, three school resource officers among the schools at this point. There were five. There's now three. Uh, They're going to whittle it down to one at some point down a couple years down the road, but. Um, With the
2: Snapchat situation at Logan, Rick, your story pointed out it took a matter of minutes for this whole situation to get to the school resource officer.
1: Yeah, the school resource officer and the principal started getting calls, I think, I want to say six minutes after from the timestamp. And that's all from the police report. So, I mean, we're going by that as well. That's the we're working at. Yeah. All right. We're going back to the phones. Who's this?
4: Hey, my name is Justin. Hey, Justin, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I think, uh, like, when you when you talk about this, it's like a multifaceted problem, right? And, and we could use those platforms to, like, raise awareness and hold accountability, but like it's, like, multifaceted. And so you go, well, how do we teach social etiquette in school and how to just be kind to other humans? And how do we get parents to have those conversations at home and address emotions with their kids head-on rather than just kind of like brush them under the rug like they don't happen, right? And so it's kind of like a, an all-around. And then you add in what Ken just said, and like I'm in the business of technology, and I'll hate to admit it, but I believe video games has a, a role in this of devaluing human life, right? So, so we have this devalued of human life. We have this separation of, of humans going on and people not being kind and then being able to do these types of whether it's a real threat or a threat via social, but how do we get back to the root of the problem? How do we get humans to not want to kill other humans, right? Yep. And, and actually, I want to touch back. When you said the demise of humans, I think that'll be the metaverse or the Metaverse, <laughs> not currently what we're going through <laughs> now, but just wait for that. Just wait for that. Like, oh. If you think it's that now, but, but the root issue, right? Like, how do we get these kids to, to open up, or how do we have programs at schools or at home? How do we get parents to communicate? Because when I was a kid, I was afraid to bring a knife to school. I wasn't. It, it didn't even cross your mind, let alone a gun or a threat. But just even having that in your backpack from the weekend of being out in the woods and and having that with you at a at a school, and, and then today it's okay for kids to want to go to school to kill another child. You know, use the platforms to isolate bullying, things like that. Yeah. All right.
1: Thanks for the call, Justin. I yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't think a lot. There's probably clearly in Michigan we had a kid take a gun and shoot people at school but a lot of these things I, I'm still I'm still hooked on the fact that these kids are crying out for attention and the school threat is the best way they've come up with with for doing that not that they're actually going to... Uh, you know, go through with whatever the threat is.
2: Absolutely. And I think Justin is right. We've talked about this a million times. I've said this a million times, that complicated problems have complicated solutions. And so Justin is correct in that it's part a question of values. It's part a question of the broader culture. It's part a question of the behaviors that these platforms enable. It's part a question of parents. There's so many facets to this problem that it's difficult To tackle because it is so complicated you've got the mental health issue you've got the family issue you've got the technological issue the cultural issue when you put all of that together you find that there really isn't going to be probably an easy solution to this
1: issue and every kid's different Absolutely. every family's different so yeah. i mean i grew up playing video games I've, like from the atari on i've been playing video games my nephews play video games they're not going to school threatening so like when we, but other kids might take the idea of playing shooting video games differently they might take that into uh, in their mind you know the one guy uh, justin just said devaluing life i just part of me just rolls my eyes cuz I I don't know. I don't I don't see like a big causation with video games because really just from my nephew's perspective because it's clearly they're they're just it's just fun and games so.
2: yeah and we could say that it might have different effects on different students just like saying violence on television could have different effects on different students and that just adds another layer of complexity to this thing where we have differences among students and one solution isn't going to work for everyone no that just makes it even more complicated
1: i mean well, i wonder what the conversation was like what in the seventies, eighties? I I'm tr- I don't exactly know when. Uh, you know, Bugs Bunny was taking a hammer to Yosemite Sam. I don't know exactly <laughs> when, or Yosemite Sam was shooting at Bugs Bunny with his guns. But is I mean,
2: bringing giant cartoon hammers to school.
1: Were we talking about that back in the seventies, uh, sixties? When when did Bugs Bunny originate with Yosemite Sam, and they were shooting at each other? But did we was this the same conversation we had? Kids would go to school talking about shooting up the school because Yosemite Sam. Columbine was the turning point in this conversation, Columbine
2: High School in Colorado in the 1990s. That's when this conversation took on a completely different tone in sort of a moral panic about the youth and all of these terrible influences on the youth, whether they be lyrics in music or violence on television or violence in video games or bullying or what have you. And that is really the turning point, Rick, when you actually saw... Horrific violence in a school for, you know, in a really vivid way with Columbine. Since then, this debate, this conversation has taken on a completely different tone, a completely different approach than. Previously when Bugs Bunny was hitting Yosemite Sam with giant hammers.
1: And what's interesting too is what we haven't talked about, which is maybe some of the problem, uh the access to guns. We like we don't you and I haven't even we haven't even brought it up, and that's like almost the most important topic because none of this happens if kids, it's one element of the if, issue. If, if kids don't just have like super easy access to guns. All right, we're gonna take one more quick break.
0: Best time of the year. I don't know if there All
1: right, welcome back to the Crosstalk talk PM. 608-785-7914. I'll say that faster so you can't think of can't even write down the number. I don't know who's driving or writing down the number anyway. Just put it in your phone, people. 608-785-7914. And uh, so so text's in late eighties, early nineties is when corporal punishment was removed from schools. Oh darn. <laughs> corporal, I don't know what that means. But uh, apparently, corporal punishment. Somebody said, uh, what if uh, with all these school threats, what if the conspiracy is that, you know, as we're talking about removing school resource officers from school, clearly a controversial topic. We've just we've made it political, uh, you know, and uh, what if what if the parents are behind these school threats because they want SROs in school? And what better way to do that is to to conjure up some some threats in schools, therefore, Hey, maybe we should rethink this whole process. Well, do parents know how to use TikTok and Snapchat? Though one does. There's one. <laughs> it's got to be one. It's that out same there. guy in the movie and then in, in the Matrix, well, the TV. it's he's, him. Yeah. It's him. He's uh, he's not. He's regulating TikTok and he's also making the school threat videos. So he's he's creating the challenges. Because he's just trying to get, you know, word about, you know, up about TikTok. He wants everyone. I mean, TikTok's probably getting millions of downloads in the past uh, week because of this challenge, right? Parents are like, what is TikTok? What is this challenge? And then they download it, and now they're hooked.
2: Well, it's definitely time for broader awareness of these platforms, TikTok and Snapchat. It's maybe time to think about the responsibility that these platforms have. We've mentioned that that's only one piece of the puzzle here, that this is a complicated issue, but... The platforms ought to be under some scrutiny here for what they're doing about these school threats.
1: I mean, Donald Trump had it right. we got to ban TikTok. We should have, been, we should yeah, have let yeah, him ban it. Yeah, guess, and then yeah. ban Snapchat and then ban Internet. And we just ban everything. we got to ban books, ban all knowledge anywhere. I mean, there's so much to social media. There's, there's the good aspect of it, the, the ability to easily get information, um, post your thoughts, uh, have a debate. And then that turns into garbage after a while. I think a lot of people call it like face garbage now instead of Facebook. Um, yeah, and then so if you want to go on wisdomnews.com and inside this this, uh, this story about the TikTok, look for the TikTok app in a guy's hand on the phone. Um, inside At the end of that story is the two – I linked the two uh, – the central threat, the central high school threat, and the Logan threat. We wrote those up about a week ago. It took about a month for police to get those incident reports out. Still waiting on the Holman Middle School and the Onalaska Middle School threats. To, to, some information there. I think a little bit, a part of this is, I don't know what the consequences should be, but there are no, we, we don't really talk about what the consequences are. There isn't a lot of reports on, oh, this kid is going to be, you know, expelled, expelled from school. That's as Winona police had said, it could be a felony. You could face expulsion from school, expulsion from school to a kid. I don't think they understand that. Right. Like it's not (laughs) really, it would be worse is, you know, what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to stay at school longer. Yeah. You you have to
2: be at school for four more years.
1: Yeah. Or something like that. You're, 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 you're going to go to school until three o'clock and then from three to five, instead of going to practice or something, uh, you're you're gonna stay in and I was gonna say wash the chalkboard, but there's definitely no chalkboards nah, in schools anymore. anymore. Do kids even know what a chalkboard is? Well, I don't think so. Like if you said you should ask your students someday yeah. if they know what a chalkboard I feel like they gotta know because there's sidewalk chalk, so they must understand. They do know that stuff. There must be a there must be a chalkboard. Which I mean, by
2: the way generates about fifty percent of the controversies on a college campus, like they can you believe they wrote this, this group wrote this on the sidewalk? <laughs> Can you believe this group allegedly erased my chalk?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it rained by the way.
2: And it rained too.
1: Um, the other interesting aspect of all of this stuff with uh, you know, four four uh, I'll call them credible school threats for just where we can point to this person actually did a school threat uh, in the area from those four schools we just mentioned. Um, we uh, we do have kids taking active, they're they're being active in local government. They're actually going to yeah. school board meetings. And they're starting with public comment. They're going, they're starting school board meetings with public comment, saying, Hey, there's a mental health crisis in our schools. We need you to do something about it. And at this point, I don't know if the school leaders at the, these, this is happening in the lacrosse school district. I don't know if they figured out what to do about it. They're, Clearly, they're taking into, I would say, they're they're not ignoring the kids saying that there's a mental health crisis. And but. my hats are off to those students. Any
2: students, anyone that age getting involved in local government, any student that age getting involved in the decision-making process at the local level, they deserve a lot of credit. They should not be mocked or ridiculed, whether you agree or disagree with them, whether you think their proposals are legit or not. Just the fact that we have young people getting involved in the process is is something to be thrilled just thrilled about and I'm so happy to see these students standing up for what they believe in regardless
1: of what you might think of their proposals I'm waiting for students to get up there and talk about how video games are positive influence in their lives they should start to, yeah Call of Duty is, is giving me knowledge of military weapons that I've never had before I know and uh <laughs> how to use a AED Mario, machine Mario and,
2: Kart helped me pass my driving test yeah
1: definitely <laughs> um yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so I, we haven't done this in a while. We kind of, we kind of get off on these tangents and forget. And I, I won't play the Feed My Frankenstein song just out of respect. Bree's probably getting. Uh, She's but,
2: 20 weeks pregnant as of today. Yeah,
1: your wife's 20 weeks. And it, it, we know, it's, I know what it is. We know but, it's a girl. Okay, we know it's a girl. And we're still on names. We're, we haven't gone there yet. Not ready to announce that. Okay, so it's not going to be Michael Rick Trigosky. No, it's not going to be like Mike Hayes. No. Rick, no, it's not. Well,
2: Mike Hayes proposed Michaela.
1: Michaela, that's right. That's not even that bad of a name. No, but then, it's not. And even if it was on your list of two, and then Mike Hayes proposed it, then you're taking it off the list. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Um, but anything. So we do this thing. I, I got I got you some some cranberry fluff. I guarantee Bree's gonna eat some of that, even though the cranberry is your favorite. But is she is is she craving anything weird yet? That's just. You know, you, you haven't really given us like super weird ones yet, but anything. So anyone from the Target in on Alaska who's listening,
2: we need the favorite day peanut butter chocolate ice cream to be stocked in your store it's of critical importance for my pregnant wife that you carry that particular ice cream
1: and c- because we can only find it in winona is that the deal
2: because because it is not a, it is we've only spotted it in minnesota targets and i hereby demand that the Alaska target starts carrying it so i cannot be driven insane
1: so you're going to go home for Christmas for at least a day. I think we were talking well, we'll before the
2: stock sh- up while we're there. Because, well, you'll go here's, I mean, unless the target on Alaska gets some.
1: Here's the secret, though. You stock up. You, you probably don't have, I have a garage freezer. You probably <laughs> don't have a garage freezer, but it's cold enough out.